What is going on, my fellow nerds and geeks? Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast based on a monthly topic I nerd out about whatever the hell I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. I figured out my audio interface deal. Yay! <laughs> if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, my last episode sounded really rough because I had my I had my wife on, and to, in order to get both our audios to sound pretty much you know same volume and so we don't have to share one mic i had her use my microphone and record through audacity and then my audio was from a voice memo on my phone that i put my headphones into so i tried to splice the audios together and it just sounded it sounded terrible like no matter how much i tried i just couldn't get it to sync up perfectly like it would sync up perfectly for a while and then it would always just like go out of sync so then i readjust that but then it was just it was just a whole mess but luckily i found this thing called voice meter and hopefully in the future if i have another guest i can actually or if i have my wife on again it'll actually sound like a million times better but that is not what i wanted to talk about in today's episode uh being that this will be the last episode of the month of love i just you know i wanted to take it easy and share some relationship advice now i am the furthest thing from a relationship expert but I just wanted to share some advice, some relationship advice, based on my personal experiences. But before I get started with that, I gotta go through my usual spiel here. So, new episodes come out every Saturday, so make sure you're liking, following, doing whatever it is that you can do with podcasts. Uh, whatever you're listening to this on, just make sure you're liking, following, whatever. It really helps me out and shows me that, you know, you care about the stupid little thing that I do. Also, video versions go out on my YouTube, SuperTam64, every Saturday as well. They go up the same day as the regular episodes, so you get a notification from whatever podcast platform you're listening on, and, you know, turn on notifications on YouTube as well. It really, really helps me out a little bit. But with all of that out of the way, with my whole spiel out of the way, let's hear some relationship advice. So if you came to this podcast episode thinking you're going to get expert relationship advice... First of all, you're giving me way too much credit. And second of all, like I said in the intro, I'm not an expert whatsoever in relationships, and I'm not going to claim to be. The advice I have for you guys today is just stuff based on my personal experiences with relationships. And, you know, if you guys learn anything from that, then, you know, that's good. You know, hope I'm glad to help you on your way to happiness like I have in my marriage. Yay. <laughs> Kaelin, if you're listening to this, I, I, I didn't mean that. I'm actually really happy with you, and I can't imagine my life without you. Please don't divorce me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in my notes app on my phone, I actually compiled some stuff here. Just uh, like I said, based on my personal experiences. And without me babbling, let's just get on with this, shall we? So the first thing I have here is be willing to talk about things. Any problem can easily be solved through a calm and adult conversation. Trying to fight and argue all the time accomplishes nothing. All that's going to do is drive a wedge further into a relationship until it eventually splits. Now, like I said in a previous episode in my uh, relationship rabbit hole episode, I had an ex who, because of her own securities, would argue about everything and just 
you know, if you would pick fights here and there. And that's just, that's not a thing you want to do. Like, if there's an actual problem in the relationship, you sit down and you talk it out. You don't, you don't get all stubborn. You don't go hide in the corner and just let it bottle up for weeks on end and then suddenly it explodes. No, if there's a problem, you talk it out right then and there. Uh, that's one of the things that actually I really love about me and uh, me and Kate's relationship, that we're willing to actually talk things out and, you know, have an adult conversation about stuff. It's not a, oh, well, you did this thing wrong, so I'm going to stew about it for a week until I explode at you and then, you know, worse things come out of that. Because if you let things bottle up, let us in here, you know, you're just going to drive a wedge further and further if you let things bottle up until eventually it explodes and then everything splits and then, you know, nobody's happy. So just be willing to talk things out. The next thing I have on this list is be upfront about intentions from the start. Nothing good comes from stringing someone along, especially if you drag that out into multiple months or years. So basically, if you don't, if you're not ready for a relationship, don't go into a relationship because you think you have to be in one just, you know, if you're not looking into a relationship, just be upfront. Say, like, I'm not looking at a relationship right now. Then maybe you can develop a good friendship. Or if you just don't want any contact with that person, you don't have to have contact with that person. Uh, again, I bring up my wife because when we first met, she was also talking to another guy that she was interested in. And she was basically decided between me and this guy, which sounds bad. I know it sounds bad, but... Honestly, you know, after my last relationship, I just wa- I just wanted a friend. I just wanted a friend. That's it. And, you know, obviously the more me and Kate hung out, the more we decided we really liked each other. But she was upfront about everything. She was upfront about, you know, what she was about. And I told her, you know, I respected that about her. I liked her, you know, just being honest with me from the get-go. And that's that's something really important to keep in mind with relationships. Um, <laughs> this next one I have be entertaining no one likes a bum what's the point of being in a relationship if it's not fun I almost intended that to rhyme but yeah basically you know another good point of a relationship is just you know be entertaining it's not it's not enough just to be like oh yo well I'm gonna give you my undying love so that should be enough no you gotta be entertaining I'm a complete dork and that's why that's one of the things Caitlin really loves about me. I am a complete dork and I can be a huge moron sometimes, but that just keeps life interesting. It keeps life entertaining. And she's had her own cases of such things as well. You know, she could be a huge dork sometimes and that's what keeps her entertaining. And that could also apply to like just stuff in the relationship as well. Like obviously don't do the same stuff over and over and over. Just, you know, make it entertaining, you know, do something different just don't let the relationship get stale is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, next thing I have in this list is do not go into a relationship with the intent of marriage. If it comes, if it comes to it, it comes, but don't expect it to happen. And wanting to get married doesn't have a timeline. I married my wife two years after we met. Some people wait longer, but for the love of God, do not get married after a month. Especially if you're both in the military and one of you decides to have a kid with someone else. I don't know, just, you know, from personal experience. Not my personal experience, somebody else's. But yeah, seriously, marriage does not have a timeline. You don't have to marry someone. You don't have to be like, oh, 
well, we've been together two years, so now we got to get married. No. A lot of people just, you know, never get married. A lot of people wait years to get married. I know a couple of friends of mine are engaged, but they have yet to actually do anything with a wedding. It's just a matter of time and money and all that. And I keep telling them, like, hey, I'll get ordained tomorrow, and we could get this done, you know, over the weekend. But, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people want to wait it out, and that's fine. Just definitely do not get married within less than a year. Because, you, you know, you can't know somebody within a year. That That's what it, really what it comes down to. It really comes down to, you know, how long have you had to know somebody before you decide to marry them. Like, with uh, me and Kate, we met in, like, early 2015, and I we got married in 2017, so two years, basically two years after we met. That's definitely enough time for me to really get to know her and who she, God, excuse me, who she is as a person. Yeah, if you get married, like, after a month, then, night, you know, odds are that relationship isn't going to work out. Uh, I'm not going to say any names. But there was a former friend of mine who decided to get married to a guy a month after they met. They were both in the military. and They got married and like a week or two later they got shipped out to different locations. And she ended up having a kid with somebody else in her... Uh, God, I don't know the army terms and if anybody in the army listens to this, I know they're going to berate me. But they're uh, basically their squad. And now her and that guy, the kid she, you know, the guy she had the kid with, now they're doing whatever. And the, well, to be fair, the guy that she married after a month wasn't a great, wasn't a great guy to begin with. But still, the fact that she, basically, she cheated on him, and basically made it seem like he was the problem. And he wasn't entirely the problem, like he was. A little bit verbally abusive, but cheating is never a solution for that. And I will actually get to cheating a little later. That's the last thing I want to get to on this list. But uh, moving on with this list. As far as moving in with someone, moving in with somebody does not a relationship mate. Sometimes, you know, people just want a roommate. Don't just assume that living with someone means that they want to get with you. Like, if you're a guy or girl or non-binary or whatever... And you put out there that you're looking for a roommate. A lot of times that doesn't mean that, you know, you want somebody to fuck 24-7. That just means that you want somebody to help you pay rent. That's really all that means. You just want somebody else in your place to help you pay rent and bills and all that stuff. Because, trust me, rent is expensive. Uh, we're, me and Kate are fortunate enough to have, to live in a place now where our rent is lower than we were paying. Our first apartment, we were paying 1400 for rent, and here we're paying like 1200 So it's still up there, but it's at least $200 cheaper than we were paying. But yeah, don't assume that if somebody wants to move in with you that they want to get with you. Um, in my past relationship, I think that's one of the things that my ex was fearing because she said that she wanted to get out of her... Uh, because she lived with her baby daddy. I've told the story already in my relationship rabbit hole episode. But she lived with her baby daddy's mom. And she really wanted to get out. So I proposed like, hey, how about we get a place together so you can finally move out of there. And I guess that freaked her out. And maybe that was the snowball that got the avalanche started. <laughs> but 
Yeah, just because somebody wants to move in with you doesn't mean, you know, they want to marry you or they want to get with you. Sometimes, you know, they just want to help out, you know, help you out, help out your living situation. And, you know, they want somebody else to help pay rent and all that stuff. Uh, next one I got on this list. Uh, this is more than just general. This is more just general advice rather than relationship advice. But, you know, I can still apply it to relationships. Do not, and I mean... Do not project your own insecurities and problems onto other people. I mentioned that with uh, one of my exes, that she was very insecure about her own person. She was very insecure about a lot of things, and instead of dealing with that on her own, she used that to argue with me. Uh, There was actually a thing that I watched recently that came up on YouTube, because I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube. Uh, There was this woman on the show called My 600 Pound Life, which, if you haven't seen it, I mean, I don't watch the show either, but I saw it on YouTube and that's why I bring it up. It's a show on TLC that focuses on people who are like 600 pounds. And it follows them as they go on a weight loss journey. And there's this woman, I totally forget her name, and honestly, she doesn't deserve the attention anyway. There's this woman and her boyfriend, Christian. And her thing was when she got weighed. She weighed almost 700 pounds, and her boyfriend, Christian, basically was there to dress her and do a lot of stuff for her because, you know, her being that heavy, she physically could not do anything. Like, she couldn't dress herself, she couldn't do all that, so her boyfriend helped her out with all of that and basically was the only thing keeping her, you know, going, and... She went in, I guess, for the weight loss surgery. She signed up for weight loss surgery, but she she and her boyfriend had to move to Houston, Texas. Uh, real quick, I actually want to sidetrack a little bit and talk about the video I watched. Because uh, like I said, I didn't watch the actual episode of My Sir Pound Life, but I watched a video of somebody talking about the episode. And one of the things that they said early on is how problematic it is for these people to flood uh, these, you know, overweight people's comments or these obese people with comments of like, oh, you're beautiful in your own skin. You know, you shouldn't have to change for anybody. You shouldn't change. You know, your body's beautiful. And believe me, fat shaming is not okay. I don't fat shame anybody. I believe you should, you know, be comfortable in your own skin, whatever, you know, body you have. But if it gets to the point where you're morbidly obese where you're physically, you know, mentally, physically unhealthy and you can't do basic tasks, then, you know, something needs to be done. You might, you need some help because that's just, like, if you're one cheeseburger away from, you know, just keeling over and dying, something needs to be done. And it's not just saying that just because, you know, you want everybody to be skinny. I'm saying that for, like, these people's friends and family, you know, want want them to live past 50, you know? It's just, I hate seeing people like that unhealthy because I can't imagine the pain and everything they must be going through on a daily basis. And a lot of people, like with the woman in the episode, she got that big because she ate as like a, as a coping mechanism, like a trauma response. And, you know, I that I understand. Like, I understand there's, the people do weird things as a trauma response, but there's, besides eating, there's, gotta be a healthier way to deal with that and you know there's therapy and stuff not only you know the whole weight loss thing but you know also seek therapy for that kind of stuff 
or reach out to friends and everything because just letting yourself go like that and getting so physically unhealthy that TLC ends up coming to your house and be like, hey, we're going to film you because you're fat. That's just, I, like I said, I can't imagine the pain that these people must go through on a daily basis. But back to this episode. So yada, 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 you know, things go on. And I guess with this weight loss surgery, so I guess there's a lot of complications with this weight loss surgery and she was getting really frustrated about it to the point where she starts taking it out on her boyfriend because there's a scene where she asks him to bring her her phone because she wants to check something. And he's like, okay, where's your phone? She's like, it's in my purse. He's like, all right, where's your purse? And then she snaps at him. She's like, really? Get off your lazy ass and get your purse. And he's like, where the... <laughs> he actually says, where the fuck is your purse? But he didn't, like, scream at her. He was still calm and whatever. And he was just, you know... He had a reasonable response. And her snapping at him was just not okay. And she... Yeah, she snatches... Once he brings her her purse, she snatches it out of, out of his hand. And she just death glares him. How can something as simple as asking where something is be so offensive? Uh, skip forward to, I guess, the weight loss thing. She was frustrated more about it. So she started eating again. She started her bad habits again. Oh, I should start this off by saying that originally with her doctor, her doctor was like, oh, you know, how much, you know, what do you eat? What's your meal plan? And she, she tells the doctor, like, two large meals a day. Uh, I drink, I drink water and everything. She lied to this doctor. They actually, it was earlier in the episode where she revealed like her actual meal plan and the fact that she lies to her boyfriend when she goes out saying like, Oh, I'm just need to run some errands. No, she's actually, you know, stuffing her face. She said that she actually goes to a bunch of different restaurants. Like it shows her stopping at McDonald's first to get a bunch of breakfast stuff. And then she goes to another place and she just eats and eats. So she lied to this doctor about her meal plan. So then we step forward and I guess she started eating again. She failed to follow this like diet plan. And the doctor was like, well, we're going to have to cancel your weight loss surgery for now because you haven't been following this plan. And she actually gets upset about this. But instead of being upset at herself for putting her in that situation, she starts yelling at her boyfriend. She's like, this is your fault. Blah, 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 blah. Like, how the fuck is it his fault? You are the one that couldn't stitch your meal plan. You are the one screwing this up. How is any of this his fault? He has done nothing but support you and help you throughout this entire thing. And now you're going to, you know, try to burn him at the stake for all this? Point is, don't push your insecurities on somebody else. I guess it really just boils down to, you know, don't blame others for your own problems. Like, if you if you got to the point where you're obese, you know, that's your problem. It's not anybody else's fault. It's like the people who try to sue McDonald's because they got fat. Like, no, it's not McDonald's problem they got fat. It's not McDonald's problem you got fat. It's your problem. Just don't blame others for your own shit. Last one I got here, and this is one I might go on for a little bit. Do not cheat. If you're not interested in someone anymore, just tell them there is an escape. And if they won't accept that, you know, a crazy person that won't let you leave the relationship, then seek help. Whether it's from friends or in extreme cases, you know, law enforcement, you shouldn't ever feel trapped in a relationship. And if you are the one who is, if you are the trapper, then you are absolute scum. 
You do not get to own someone else. People are not your property and you don't get to dictate what they can and can't do with their lives. I've seen it so many times where people try to control other people. Like I got like a guy and a woman get into a relationship and the guy still has that old sexist mentality of, oh, well, you know, the women do this and men do this. No, women do whatever the fuck they want. If I ever caught any of my close friends doing that, even if I, even my dad, like if I caught my dad ever committing, you know, domestic violence or domestic abuse, first of all, I will rip them 12 new assholes and cut them out of my life because that's just, you know, that's the problem with a lot of men. A lot of them are still in that old mindset of, oh, well, you know, I'm the man and you're the woman. You have to do what I say. No, that's the most sexist thing you could ever think. And you should go die in a hole for that. <laughs> no, but um, just, you know, don't try to control each other. Relationships are built on trust and most of the time, and for a lot of people, freedom in the form of, you know, polygamy and all that. Is that the right word? Polygamy? Yeah, because monogamy is single. Polygamy is, you know, multiple. Um, personally, for me, you know, I've never been in the whole polygamy thing, but I'm not going to judge other people for being into it. God, I put so much thoughts out there, I just, I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, basically, trust each other. Just be loving, be caring. Be willing to be, you know, be there for someone. Like if somebody else is having a bad time, you have to be the rock. You know, you have to be the one to hold them down, and it's interchangeable. Uh, me and Kate do that all the time. Like a lot of times, she'll be, you know, really stressed out about something. And she'll feel like the world's ending, and I have to be there to be like, hey, you know, everything should be okay, and vice versa. You know, she does that for me a lot of times. Just the important thing, I guess. The real important thing I could say for being in a relationship is just be caring, be trusting, you know, be entertaining, and just, you know, try to be the best version of yourself that you could be for someone else. And if things don't work out, things don't work out. But that's the, that's the joy of life. You don't have to be tied down in a relationship. A lot of people are just happy being single for the rest of their lives, and that's fine. But... If relationships aren't your thing, then, you know, find happiness in being single and all that. But if you strive for relationships, just try to be the best version of yourself you can be for each other, both you and your partner. And that's that's really all there is to it. <laughs> like I said, I'm not an expert on relationship advice, but hopefully some of this advice, you know, meant something to somebody, at least. Uh, I think with that, I'm going to call this an episode. There was, this just came from a lot of like personal experiences and uh, a lot of these stories I'm just trying to think of off the top and just all this advice came from top of my head and I just, you know, I wanted to get that out there. I wanted to get that thought out there. I mean, that's why we do podcasts, right? It's just for, you know, putting our thoughts out there. Uh, but like I said, that's, that's my relationship advice. Follow it if you want. You know, like I said, I'm not an expert. But yeah, like I said, with that, that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you liked what I do, click around in the description. There's a lot of fancy stuff in the description. There's a link tree to, you know, go out of my socials and all the different places that you can listen to this podcast. 
there's the link to send me a voice message. Link to, oh, excuse me, <laughs> link to support this podcast. You know, I'm not going to make you support this podcast, but, you know, if you want to throw a couple bucks my way, it would really help out this podcast. And in return, I could give you some great content. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I hope you guys continue to stay hydrated. Because if you're not staying hydrated, I will come to your house and I will give you a whole case of water myself. But with that being said, I'm going to call this an episode. I hope you guys are staying hydrated. I hope you guys have a lovely day, night, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Nerd out.